The Touchdown City Podcast is presented by Salango Law, where you don't get excuses, you get results. Visit them online at salangolaw.com. From the Riverbank Studio, here's your host, Anthony Lewis, along with Avon Coborn and Derek Bailey. And this is the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome into the Touchdown City Podcast, presented by Salengo Law and produced in partnership with HD Media and the Charleston Gazette Mail. I'm Anthony Lewis at the Riverbank Studio with Derek Bailey, and number 22 in your program and number one in your heart, the GOAT, Avon Coburn, West Virginia, on an off week this week. I think we needed a break. It was, uh, I, I just, you know, we didn't lose. So that's actually, that's actually really, really good. <laughs> we didn't lose. It was, it was nice to catch a break. I think the whole fan base and the team, everybody involved needed a, yeah. needed a much needed bye week. Yes. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a nice little, I actually left. Usually I would have just sat and watched other games all day, but, um, I went across the river and went to the St. Albans Chili Festival yesterday. Mm. I watch football all day. So I can only see it, like, if I went into the bars, <laughs> I can only see games that were on screens. Um, South Charleston Fire Department won. Really? Huh. The Chili Fest. Good for them. Well, I mean, that's all they do is, they, I mean, unless there's a fire, they sit around and eat. So Yeah. But shout out to them. They actually gave, they donated the money back, the winnings back oh. to the St. Albans Police Department. That's a fundraiser for um, the canine unit at oh, St. Albans Police. Okay. So that was cool. Good. Charlie Wilson and those guys. Nothing wrong with that. You know, you know Charlie if you saw him. Classy move. Yeah. He's always at Guys Night Out. Guys Night Out next week. Speaking of, yeah. Derek, you should go. Man, I'm going to be watching games. I love college football. Man, let, me, let me tell you something about the Bailey brothers. Todd, not so much. You can shake him loose. Hmm. But these other two, you're not getting them out of their I routine. Love, I love – I live for college football. I wait all year for it. And I watch 12 to 14 hours if I can make it through a wake. I watch as much as I can because I love college football season. You, you're pretty phenomenal. You just was watching a little bit and you're like, yeah, well, this happened. I'm like – I love How it. How do you remember all that, bro? Like I saw uh, Greg Barr yesterday. Oh yeah, he mentioned your ability to just rattle off nonsensical stats <laughs> and f- facts about sports. It's fun to watch sports with Greg. I love I, I love watching watching ball games with Greg. It's it's fun sometimes. He's he gets he gets into it and falls right asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's retired now. Yes, he is. But uh, yeah, back to guys night out. So. Um, if you're in the Charleston area and you'd like to uh, support the local YWCA, the local YWCA Sojourner Shelter, which they house um, abused women and children, uh, it's kind of like a safe house, so to speak. Yeah, um, that's what this is for. I think it's seventy-five dollars a ticket. All your food and beverages are included, and uh, it starts at five thirty at Oaksfield. I think it's. Guys Night Out Charleston dot com. I'm not really an official spokesperson, but I thought I would just give him a little plug. Yeah, good for you. Man. It's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I guess that's something nice. Yeah, 
We have something, something nice to talk about. Yeah. Um, speaking of nice, we're just going to bounce around. I have no notes. Well, I mean, there's nothing to talk about yeah. with Mountaineer football, really. I mean, there's you can talk about it, but it's going to be the same thing we say every other week. No, yeah, no, it won't be. It won't be. Nothing's really changed. Negative, so, <laughs> um, and on the on the positive in the positive note, and this is kind of Mountaineer related. Um, Terry Bowden and uh, La Monroe yesterday yeah. beat the Liberty Flames. Hmm. Thirty. Thirty-one twenty-eight. They were a what thirty-two. Thirty-two and a half point underdog. Thirty-two and a half pulled out of victory. I think they scored twenty-eight points in the third quarter, Mm -hmm. and then they only scored three in the fourth. That sounds about right. That's (laughs) how that offense seems to work. Sometimes it'll just explode and then nothing, or it explodes in the whole game and you score seventy. It's just it's kind of how that works. It's like it clicks for a minute and then it stops. Yeah. So Terry Bowden and uh, former head coach Rich Rodriguez down there. Rhett's still not playing. Yeah. Yeah, well, he had a collapsed lung, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he was he was hurt. He he may I don't know how serious it was. I mean, he was out of the hospital, but I don't know what all comes along with those type of injuries. So I don't know how long he'll be out. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, just think about your lack. I mean, your lung collapsing. Yeah. It's just like hold on. That's how you breathe. That's not, yeah, that's not good. It's <laughs> not good. <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's how you breathe. That's how you breathe. Like it's <laughs> not yeah, good. It's not good at all. But that was kind of that was kind of cool. Also, um, just around football, I, like I said, I have no notes, I have no scores, but I do know was it uh, Baylor and BYU for a few, future Big Twelve conference mate BYU? Ba- they were nineteenth, lost. Ba- Baylor hand Baylor handled them fairly easy. They ran for three hundred yards on BYU. That game was never really. It wasn't a very close game. It was, I think the final was thirty eight twenty four, and it really wasn't that close. When I watched, I thought it was pretty close. To be honest with you, I, I thought they were they were battling back and forth, and then I turned it off. And Baylor, um, Baylor took control about halfway through the second quarter, and it it kind of got. They just, I mean, I couldn't believe how they ran the ball. I think BYU had minus one rushing yard at halftime. Mm. Yeah, it was. Um, like I said, I didn't get to see much, uh, just in passing. Um, so, have you been able to look up on the internet and see what happened in Tennessee? Yeah, there's been some. Uh, yeah, they were. <laughs> There so was a, so the, I guess Ole Miss and Tennessee played in Knoxville. And, of course, Kiffin. You have Kiffin involved in the middle because he coached Tennessee for one year and left. You know how it is. Kiffin's in the middle of it. Somebody popped his ass the, with a golf ball. There was a bad spot, and, man, those Tennessee fans went nuts. They were throwing everything. They were throwing – There was somebody threw a mustard bottle. I was going to say, who – Who p- takes a mustard bottle to a game? If you threw the mustard on the field, please identify yourself. You're not in trouble. <laughs> yeah. We just want to know why you, you had mustard in the stadium. Did you have a 12-pack of hot dogs that you was going through? Or something? I mean, how do you throw a mustard bottle? Maybe it was a flask. Maybe. I wonder if they were using this like a like flask. Like a trick flask yeah. type of thing. Yeah, they were not happy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Lane Kiffin got popped with a he golf ball. He got hit with ball. a golf ball, yeah. So, you know, good for Kiffin. I haven't seen anybody throw a golf ball in the field since <laughs> right. West Virginia, Maryland in 98. How far did that come from? Well, that's one of – I mean, they might want to get that kid out for quarterback. <laughs> That, that's where, where maybe it was a girl or yeah yes maybe it was a softball pitcher then we can use a softball pitcher well if they're from tennessee you know they're they get a good softball program yeah. there's some sturdy girls down there yeah they uh <laughs> but yeah there's it was an interesting night there i saw them throwing that trash on the field i kind of you know it is what it is i'm sure there'll be a lot of jokes made about that but the in it, like uh, the other side of that i'm almost positive Mississippi fans in basketball was throwing trash on the court when they were playing Tennessee a couple years yes. ago. Yes. I'm almost it, wasn't it Tennessee? I yeah, mean, they yeah. had to take the players. Face doesn't do that. It's um, the bad it, ones. It's just a bad look. 
I, I, I remember in 94, I went to a pirate game, Pittsburgh Pirates. They played the Cubs. It was early in the season because it was chilly. And I remember um, the Cubs had bases loaded, and the, and the Pirates made four errors on one play and cleared the bases. And it just so happened it was flag night. Oh, they should have been throwing those flags. Those little pop-up flags. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That you, yeah, they did. They'd stop the game for 30 minutes. That's all right. Well, That's they were fine. just um, Good for them. voicing their opinion. Well, I mean, you know, you're, you're rooting for the home team. You don't want to see that bad baseball. I don't blame them. It's the Pirates. Pirate. What have they ever been good? Well, the, pir- the Pirates, <laughs> yeah. If you don't remember Barry Bonds playing for the Pirates, you've never seen the Pirates be good. Well, I mean, the older like we could bring Douglas in here. He could tell you about some. I said, if, I said Barry Bonds before. They've had what maybe one good team since Barry Bonds. Two. They made the playoffs twice. That's, I, that's, I mean, yeah. like wild card. Yeah, that's that's it. Playoffs. But, but the late seventies, they were good. Yeah, late seventies. I wasn't even alive then. And then, of course, like, <laughs> um, what's his name? Mazarowski, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, Bill Mazarowski. Yeah, hit that game winner against the Orioles. Yeah. I think that was 70. Yeah, 51 years ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. None of us were around for no, that. No, I wasn't one. around for that. I was. <clears throat> was not. <laughs> but, no, the, I mean, you know, the, the throwing things on the field is probably wrong and everything, but, you know, every single fan base has had moments where they've done stupid stuff like that. Well, I, I mean, mean all you say it's stupid, but if you go up north of the border, they do that but for that's fun. But that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's, that's, you we do say, that with winning. We say stupid, but the thing is, is like if the officials make – I swear to God there's going to be a game here before long where there's a all-out right because they screw up a call so bad because it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Oh, Some fan base go. is going to lose it. I don't blame them. I wouldn't blame them. It's too much money involved now. If, I, if I'd have bet on that game, if I'd have had Tennessee and they needed that touchdown to cover, well, they'd have won, but they needed it to cover, I'd have been pretty hot, too, if I'd have bet on them. You would have thrown the mustard. Yeah, I'd have I'd threw have the been. mustard, too. Again, we're going to bounce around here. Um, Derek, you brought it up earlier, and I saw it last week. You probably don't even know how to log into your Twitter, do you? Uh, No. <laughs> <laughs> we tweet at you all the time, and you never respond. But anyway... <laughs> Former Mountaineer uh, Dreamus, Dreamus Smith. Yes. Um, I don't know. I mean, and I'll get your perspective on this, Avon. He he tweeted something, and I, again, I don't have it right in front of me, but it was something like, Neil Brown's a joke, and he needs to get out of Morgantown. Um, where, where do you stand on former players, I guess, again, voicing their opinion, but it, it – but not in the words that were used were pretty harsh the way he put it. I mean, for me, I'm I'm I don't know. I'm a businessman, so I'm not gonna put anything on there that's gonna be, you know, if, if I got a problem with Neil, I know where to find him. I'm gonna go knock on the door and say, yeah, "Buddy, you can walk in." You know, I it, it's I don't I don't do that. I don't believe in I don't believe in um, truly bashing people on social media. Um, I, I just feel like if you if you got a problem with somebody, you go talk to them and. You know, I, was, I don't know if you guys watched the uh, Dave Chappelle special. He said Twitter is not real. So I've not seen that yet. He's in. It's hilarious. Uh, they're busting his chops this I, week, but that's I'm a whole other topic. I, I'm, I'm the like. I don't care that he he made a comment. Like it's okay to say, hey, you know what's going on in Morgantown, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he kind of the way he worded it was probably not the best way to word it. I mean, he called – I think he called him a name or something. I, I don't – I mean, you know, there's – Clown coach the, or something. The, yeah, and I mean, yeah, as I said, I don't mind if people say, hey, you know, what's going on, what's the deal? There's there's problems, there's issues. Everybody, you know, I mean, just find a question, but to 
you know, I mean, he, I mean, really, what what he did was he really just banned himself from, from Morgantown. Yeah, I mean, that's like that's just the dumbest thing ever. Like, regardless, I mean, I don't even know who the guy is. So, um, what, what position did he play? He was he a was running a tailback. Back. Oh, and it was, I don't even remember what years he was there. I'm actually looking. It says, oh, it said uh, his tweet was Neil Brown, get your sorry ass out of Morgantown. I mean. You know that's that's bad. I mean, he could have like he could have said, "Hey, you know, Coach Brown looks like we have some issues. What's going on? Something like that." You don't. I mean, there's a nicer way to say it without calling him names. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, to me, to me, you don't you don't do that. You don't do that for for several reasons, especially because if you want to go back to Morgantown, yeah, you know, what I mean, you're not you're you're pretty much done while Neil Brown is there. Yeah. yeah, you know, what I mean, your your face is up on everything. Everybody saw it, so you you're pretty much dead to the whole yeah. to yeah. the whole. I mean, and. And going forward, because um, the 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 AD he's going to be there, mm-hmm. whether you know Neil is there or not, unless they fire everybody. But you know he he just dug himself a grave. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. Um, and I don't really see the point in. Now, granted, I guess our responsibility and our job is to come here and dissect games. But my rule's always been: you don't really you don't attack in trash especially the players, the coaches, they get paid a lot of money to be yeah. talked about. So I don't have a – but there's a way you go about it and in in an approach. Um, I'm not going to say anything off the wall. I'm just going to try to give my opinions here. I still have a good relationship with the university and go back on a regular basis. And, um, you know, if I feel like I want to go over and – Go to a game. I can call John Antonic or mm-hmm. J- Joe Swan or you know Lisa Ammons and or any of those people. And so you wouldn't want to say anything that would kind of get you banned from the building. Um, and I'm sure you wouldn't either. I mean, yeah. you, you have a, a stand, you know, a standing invite up there. Um, so, but I think if you get happy Twitter fingers, that can that yeah. goes two ways. See, yeah. That, yeah, I mean that, that repercussion from it, that kickback from it is gonna is gonna hurt you. More than it hurts him. That's and see, that's what's so bad about Twitter, because like Dave Chappelle saying, it's not real. It's it's real, but it's your raw emotion at that very second. Like I bet you he probably said, "Oh, I probably could have worded that better." An hour later, he was probably like, "Man, why did I put that that way?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he he just wasn't thinking. He was just angry at the moment, and that's the thing I mean, with but, Twitter. But I mean, it's, what what do you what do I mean? What do you? He's not paying. He's not. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have season tickets. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. He probably hasn't even been to a game this year. Probably doesn't um, come back much. Right. So so what are you so angry about? You know what I mean? You ain't spend a dime. To be honest with you, to be 100% honest with you, until I heard that he tweeted, I had forgot about him. I, I, for, I, I had to look and see what years he played. Who who is I don't even know who the guy is and that's terrible. He yeah. played on he played under Holgerson for like I, what I he think had, he was a JUCO. Was a JUCO? I believe he played 2 years. I think he played like 13 and 14 or 14 and 15 somewhere in that range. Yeah. And, uh, I forgot about him. I don't think I watched him at that time. Hogerson kind of made me a little bit peeved. Uh, you know, another thing too is, and again, bouncing around a little bit, but these guys got should realize when you go to West Virginia, you have an opportunity after the fact to always continuously make money here, do things here, be positive in the communities here as a former Mountaineer player. You can always come back and do camps, and people are going to respect you and roll out the carpet for you and open doors for you because you played in Morgantown. And and should it – I mean, just because you played in Morgantown, should that mean anything specific? 
maybe not, but it does. Yeah. Um, you know, it helps you get through the door, you know, that's the hardest part, you know, in, in anything you're doing, if you can get in the door to, to have that conversation and, you know, playing, being a mountaineer, it does exactly that. It, it opened that door for you. So you can go back and, or come back and have those conversations with people, whether to grow business or, or, you know, just, just, you know, pitch something to somebody. I mean, know? there's so many opportunities. I mean, like, you know, I think next summer Avon Coburn could have a, a running, a running back skills football camp. And people are going to come out and listen to him because here in West Virginia, yep. because of his name and recognition from West Virginia university. And not only that, who wouldn't want to take lessons from a guy that ran for 5,200 yards in, a, in college and had a pro career and is a former professional coach. But but <laughs> I did all those things. I did all those things, man. It's awesome. But but on the flip side of it, you start saying some really wild stuff. People are like, "This jerk." Yeah, I mean, why well, am I gonna? I'm not gonna pay. Forget him, man. And that's, that's even it's, that's it's even just, politics. Like you got to kind of watch what you say politically I mean, too. I mean, but that's I mean that's just the thing. He like I don't have a problem with the players. Like even former players, whether they, like I don't have a problem with them tweeting saying, "Hey, you know what's going on." It's just the way he worded it was probably it was wasn't probably it was definitely the incorrect way to word it and it's just bad. I mean, it's you know like you guys are saying it's bad that he's saying that because he's digging his own grave. I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's bad that he said anything. I mean, yeah. he's well, entitled to his true. opinion. It's true. But the, the the issue is is you know what's coming back from that? Like what yeah. what is he gonna how, how is the, how is he gonna survive what he said? And and like like Anthony said, you get into politics. You know, one thing that I learned. You, and and I used to be I used to be an antagonist on on social media. I just get on there just to piss people off. And you're what if you say something you know contrary, political, Democrat, Republican, Independent, you're gonna piss somebody off regardless. So I'm like, look, I'm staying away from all of it. Like it yeah. doesn't even. I, I, and because I mean, when when you're when you're in business, you don't want to piss anybody off. You want everybody to buy your yeah. stuff. So yep. what's Michael Jordan say about? Democrats and Republicans and they all, shoes. They all buy shoes. They all buy shoes. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll be joined by the folks from, uh, again, I don't have my notes. I'm slacking today, yeah, man. man. Yeah. Get your stuff together, bro. I just I had a good time it. yesterday. I, I can tell, or we can tell. <laughs> we still hear it in your it's voice. A long day. The Frogs of War is the, pro, the, is the podcast they're going to be joining us to talk a little bit about West Virginia and TCU. Um, and just for those of you keeping score, um, West Virginia plays in Fort Worth next Saturday at 7.30. It's a night game. Mm. So if you're not going, which you're probably not, <laughs> I mean, you might. You might get on that plane and go to Fort Worth. I don't think West Virginia is going to be well represented in Fort Worth. This uh, there's weekend. a lot. There's a lot of alumni. But in that's Dallas. true. That's well. That's true. There's a lot of alumni in Texas. It's, it's, but it's, if you're not going, go down to uh, Bar 101 on Capitol Street in Charleston. Let's tell Todd Moore that we sent you down there. And also, too, I'll go ahead and announce we we talked about the YWCA. Um, the event I'll be having on November 13th is going to be at Buffalo Wild Wings in Nitra at the Nitra Marketplace. And um, our friend Rashid Marshall will be coming down from Pittsburgh, and he's going to be bringing down um, the, the, the GOAT, number nine. Major Harris is coming. The true GOAT. So we'll, we'll be able to catch up with Mage, and we'll have him, have him stick around and 
Yeah, he's going some wings. Oh, yeah, you know he can get down some wings. Just make sure you got to make some wings, man. It'll be kind of cool because <laughs> they'll, they'll, be, um, they'll be retiring his number the week before. Hmm. And, of nice. course, he won't hear this, um, so I'll go ahead and say it here. Somebody may tell him, but he'll probably forget before then. Um, they're going to be – Ben Salengo, I talked to Commissioner Salengo – so they're going to. It's going to be Major Harris Day in Kanawha County that day. Ooh! So they'll do a proclamation for him at Buffalo Wild Wings. That's good key to the city, to the county. Again, don't burn your bridges in West Virginia. <laughs> don't do that. But that's okay. You can say whatever you want on Twitter. I don't. I don't hate you. All right, we're going to take a break. Again, when we come back, we'll be joined by the folks from Frogs O War, and then later we'll go around the Big Twelve and look at scores and uh, give our prediction for next week. We'll do all that after this. Don't go anywhere. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interests at heart. This is attorney Ben Salango. Just like the Mountaineers are fighting hard on the field, the Salango Law Firm will fight hard to win your case. Whether it's medical malpractice, automobile or trucking accidents, hiring an experienced lawyer will make a difference in the outcome of your case. When you hire my law firm, you get results, not excuses. Check us out at salangolaw.com. Sagging, bouncing, or uneven floors? Standing water or high humidity, nasty odors, or dangerous mold? Crawl space problems don't get better with time, but they do get better when you call Alford Home Solutions. Burr 101, located on Capitol Street in downtown Charleston, provides unlimited options for fun social gatherings and great dining. And the best nightlife in the city. Burr 101 has a full dinner menu, including wings, pork bowls, salads, and more. Be sure to enjoy a cheeseburger with fries with the draft beer for only $13. It's Burr 101's daily special. Plus $1 off drafts during happy hour from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Burr 101 also provides carryout and catering. Call 304-346-1101 or find Bar 101 on Facebook. Bar 101. Welcome, stranger. What's up, guys? This is Anthony Beck, former WVU tight end, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Podcast presented by Salango Law. And joining us to talk some TCU football is Melissa Trebosser from the podcast and blog Frogs of War. This is our first time kind of diving in and bringing in a, a guest from a, another blog or podcast. So, Melissa, hmm. welcome aboard for the first – this is our first here for this. So. Wow. You guys are really starting the bar low, and I appreciate that. <laughs> you can only go up from here. Ah. So, But uh, we appreciate you taking the time and, and joining us. Um, you know, West Virginia and TCU, up until joining the Big 12, had not really had much of a um, – uh, much of a history, but um, in the 10 years or so or nine years, there's been a lot of really good football games between the two. I remember specifically being in Morgantown when Gary Patterson decided to go for two one day and, and got it. And I, I think I, I <laughs> there think have been cheated. some classics, haven't there? I mean, there have been some, some been good some... games and some chaos and some craziness. And, and it's it's turned into kind of a fun little under-the-radar rivalry, I think. Since we came in together, there's a – there's a mutual respect and love for each other, but also when, when they match up on the football field, weird things tend to happen in this one. I see TCU as the team that is often um, kind of left out of the conversation 
Um, usually you know what you're going to get with a Gary Patterson team. You're going to get a solid, well-coached football team. He's been there, what, 20 years? So uh, Yeah, 20, 22, 20, yeah. 22 if you include the, uh, the assistant stints, yeah. So, you know, I always look, look forward to a, a solid football team um, that, that you're going to face. And I started to wonder a little bit this year if maybe Gary's time had started to kind of run its course down there. Um, just because after you're in a program or at a program for so long, sometimes it just there's nothing else for you to do. Maybe it just needs a fresh start. But um, things seem to be going well for him so far this year, so it looks like – we may have to see him. Whoa, whoa, wait. Okay, well, so I'm just going to assume you haven't watched the snap at TCU football because <laughs> you were on the right track until you said things seem to be going well. Um, yeah, I think that, that you immediately dove into the point that has been the biggest point of discussion around this program, you know, all season long is, is Gary Patterson still the right guy for the job? Because this team, you know, you, you beat, you smoke Texas Tech and Lubbock, but, and, and I know that's a tough subject for y'all, but <laughs> generally, <laughs> generally beating Texas Tech isn't something worthy of celebration, at least not in the last couple of years. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, this, this is, you know, I think you said, oh, TCU historically over the last two plus decades has been a well coached team that was going to bring it every game and was going to play great defense and make you work for everything. And TCU football in 2021, the year that we all thought was going to be the year is none of those things. This is not a well-coached unit. It's not a team that's playing hard week in and week out. And it's a defense that is historically bad by TCU standards. And if you're familiar with the history of TCU, it is really hard to be historically bad by TCU standards. Um, if you look back in the eighties and nineties where this, this was one of the absolute worst football programs in the country by a long mile. So the fact that we're setting records, um, for just ineptitude is not bode well for for the remaining half of this season. So, Melissa, I, I, I'm, I'm actually a homer. You know I me. Mean? Obviously, I play for WVU. We so I'm a, hom- I'm a yeah, homer. Yeah, we should all be homers. Um, We're fans. But the right? way you're talking, you're, you're saying we have a chance to win this game. And I had, you oh, know, we, we got people on our, on our on our podcast saying, I don't know if we're going to win this game. I don't I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I'm a homer. I think we're going to win every game. I, I'm, I'm an idiot. He like picked that. us against Oklahoma. <laughs> but look how close hey, we you came. You almost did it, right? Almost did it. Absolutely. Here's the thing: PCU on paper should win this game at home on homecoming weekend at six thirty at a night game at Carter, right? But like, I think homecoming. we're two point favorite at home. Like, if that tells you where where this program is and just where it's seen nationally right now, I think that says a lot. Um, I, I don't. I, I do think PCU is, is the better football team. If you look across, you know, unit by unit, position by position, but also it's a TC team that's really, really injured. Um, Travis Hodges Tomlinson, who's our best defensive player, and it's not close, left the game early yesterday, did not return. And so you've got guys playing cornerback who are just, I, I hate, I hate to pick on 20 year old kids, but just bad. Uh, our, our opposite corner is just not good. Um, and then, you know, guys who never really played the position before. And so Max Duggan and Quentin Johnson were awesome. Uh, last night, Saturday night in Norman, um, both set records uh, for personal best. And, you know, Max threw for over 300 yards. Quentin Johnson was just turning men into boys in the end zone like it was nothing all night long. It was fun to watch. But Zach Evans, who's our best running back, did not play. And, and the rumors around how serious his injury are aren't great. So he's a maybe. Um, if we can run the ball, we can score on offense. But defense can't stop anybody. And so if you get good Jared Daggy, like, which I know is like a 50-50 <laughs> proposition, but if but if good Jared comes, like, Who's yeah, that? absolutely, WVU can win this game. 
I mean, he he we he. I think he's only had like maybe two good games, maybe two. Yeah, See? yeah. It, but he doesn't. He doesn't have a lot of like bad games. He just has a lot of games where you look at it and you go, "Man, he really should have been better today." Um, and he just wasn't. Like that's right. Like that's kind of yeah, the Jared yeah, I mean, experience, that's that's from what fact. I can tell. Yeah, his his mistakes or his. He misses in the wrong, and when it's the most inopportune time to miss, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. he'll he'll, I get that. he'll be twenty six of thirty four. But that two times that you needed him to move the chains, he to- totally misfired or threw a pick or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. Well, Derek, he he again he had to leave, and he was telling us about the receiver. I guess you guys it's he kept calling him the big guy. I guess he gets a he Quentin he, Johnson. Yeah, yeah he said he lost a couple guys. Which concerns yeah, me. There are um, you know, QJ is one of those just and sorry, I might if you can hear in the background, my dog has just decided just to drop toys. So he also <laughs> has the best timing in History of Planet just to make noise. Um but yeah, no, Quentin Johnson is one of those just super elite, rare talents, the guy that stepped on the field as a true freshman and everyone went, Oh yeah, this is an NFL receiver. Like he he's Six four, he runs well. He run. He's running way better routes as a sophomore. Um, and yesterday against Oklahoma's defense, which is not a great defense, but he literally it was finally because TCU couldn't rely on the run game. So though you like to stack the box, as Zach Evans was out, it was kind of just Max Duggan saying, "I got the biggest, strongest, fastest guy out there. I'm just going to chuck it to him and see if good things happen." And it was kind of reminiscent of the old Trayvon Boykin, Josh Doxson days where. Yeah. That works a lot in college football, you know, like just chuck it to the six foot four guy and hope for the best. And and I think he had three touchdowns yesterday at the hundred and fifty plus receiving yards. It was the ninth best single game performance by TC wide receiver in history. Um, and, and that's the kind of thing that you need to do. And then when that's working, you've got guys like Tay Barber and Darius Davis in the slot. You've got Savion Williams, who's another just massive giant freak on the other side, too. So. When when QJ can draw the defense's attention, it opens up so many things in the passing game. And the Frogs really didn't have a hard time moving the ball against Oklahoma. And that's honestly the first time I feel like I can say that all year. Uh, it just wasn't like the defense just stopped nothing. And then the two times that the TC really needed to score, they, they went three and out with two minutes to go in the, the first half. And then they went three and out immediately out of halftime. And on both of those return possessions, Oklahoma scored a touchdown. And that was the end of that, you know. I didn't get to watch the game yesterday, um, but it seems like to me that you guys may have ran into a, a buzzsaw just due to the fact that no one has really has any film on that kid from Oklahoma yet. They, they sneak a true freshman in. You knew you know what you're going to get with Rattler, but they they stick a kid in. You really didn't know what to get, and I could see where maybe the TC was probably a little thrown off and not able to prepare for him. But um, you know. I was shocked to see um, TCU put or Oklahoma put up fifty-one points yesterday. Yeah, that was that 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 to me was was rare. I mean, with this new quarterback, you just never know what you're going to get. Um, but I, I don't. Know, I want to switch gears because um, because you. I mean, one of the goats, one of the goats at my position. Um, so I'm a running back. I play running back at WVU. Um, so were 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 you around when LT? I mean, obviously you're, oh, yeah. you're a homer. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, what was no, I was I was a student when LT like so we we're, we're actually at the same age. Um, he's done a little bit more in his time on Earth than I have, just a little bit. But uh, yeah, I actually had classes with LT, so so I was fortunate enough to know him a little bit off the field too. And um, you know, I, I, one of my I have friends that that know him and his family really well, and uh, you know, people I know that teach at his kids' school, like. So I have a lot of I've been able to stay kind of tangentially connected. But yeah, I was I was in the stands for the four oh six game and it is definitely TCU was real bad before L C got there. So that that is definitely one of the highlights of my my TCU athletics career was being around to watch him be ridiculous. I mean, so he, he was absolutely ridiculous. I mean watching watching him play was was a highlight of, of my I mean, I, I remember when I came out of of of, of WVU, I'm like, I wanna go I don't care if I get drafted or not. I want to go to San Diego and sit behind LT and and just watch him play and be a backup. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I just want to be a backup oh, yeah. behind this guy. That, yeah, I that mean, was crazy. He, he, he really set the standard for – I mean, he was the first running back that you made a point to work into the passing offense. I mean, he really kind of changed the position, I feel like, in the NFL. I think he was right behind – Probably the 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 other guy, my uh, Marshall Marshall Falk, yeah. So I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. contemporary, yeah, contemporary. Yeah, Marshall probably was a little bit. Well, I guess that those those Rams uh, were a little bit earlier than LT, but yeah, those two together. I mean, that uh, completely amazing. rewrote what that position could be. That, that to me, that to me, w- watching him play. I mean, and then you you know you guys having the front row seat to that. I mean, I we didn't have an LT, but we you know I, the guy I loved to watch was Amos Airway. Um, and I came to WVU because, you know, I get them like he was like Barry Sanders of, of you know, my, mm-hmm. you know, watching him play. So I was like, man, I get to get sit behind this guy and see what he does and learn, learn, you know, learn, learn the game from him. So, you know, I just wanted to, I wanted to ask you that and see, you know, see what the experience was like. I mean, did, did going into those games, did you guys feel like it was just super, you know, you, you had a chance every every game like he was going to do something crazy? I mean, I was a kid, you know, and so, and TC was my freshman year, we were one in 10 and we took down the goalposts for beating SMU who was in the <laughs> middle of the death penalty. Like that's where things were for TC fans back then. Um, and, you know, we were, I, I grew up a football fan and I grew up um, in, you know, in Northern California. And so the Joe Montana, Steve Young, 49ers teams were my teams. And so, you know, me, the idiot that I was didn't appreciate just how good this kid was. And was saying we should pass the ball more. We were passing like ten times a game back then. But um, after that four oh six game, I was like, oh wait a minute, like this this guy's pretty good. Maybe yeah. we should just let him kind of take over. And I think you know TCU made their first bowl game in decades in nineteen ninety eight. And then um, when Dennis Franchione came over, um, a lot of people forget about the Fran years. That's when Gary Patterson started as a DC. Um, but uh, as LT really burst on the scene kind of in 99, 2000, because he was behind a pretty good guy, too, and Basil Mitchell, who was a really exceptional running back for the Frogs, too. Uh, we started to go, wait a minute, like, this is not – we don't have to be, you know, happy with just getting to bowl games. Like, this is a team that can push for that, you know, 9-10 win season, that can go win bowl games, that can play against better competition and, and not be out of it. And, and he did – uh, you know, you think about like Ted Lasso and the believe sign. It was Ladanian Tomlinson kind of hung a big old believe sign in front of Amy G. Carter Stadium because you knew that that you had something really, really special. Uh, and that Heisman campaign year, just you know, I, the Rose Bowl years and, and getting an invite to the Big Twelve. There's been so many great moments on TC football. But like as a student, and in 2000, when he was pushing to be a Heisman finalist, like that's just something that 
but as a college sports fan, as a college student, that you know, it's my maybe a once in a lifetime opportunity unless you go to to Alabama. So it was yeah. it was pretty cool to to get to watch that all kind of unfold in front of me. And I think a lot of the reason why I feel is connected to TCU athletics and why I still you know cover TCU athletics is because of the era that I grew up loving the Horn Frogs. What's the temperature down there for the new realignment of the Big Twelve? How's everyone's how's everyone responding? feeling about the new conference um, and the way it's going to shake out? You know, I, I think we felt a lot like WVU fans felt, Kansas State fans, Iowa State fans, all of us that kind of have never really felt secure because we've been in a position before where we knew that we could very easily be on the outside looking in. And then it was terrifying those first couple of weeks. Um, you know, I, I think that I look at, Again, you know, I've, I've been around TCU for a really long time, and so I've seen legitimately the impact that winning football program has had and that Power 5 money has had to completely change that campus. Um, it, it's changed admissions. It's changed the facilities. It's brought beach volleyball. It's a big reason why TCU soccer is doing so well. I mean, that, that's, that is like athletic budget changing money. And so my first thought was, well, <laughs> there goes all of these non-revenue sports success because how are they going to afford to fund these programs the way that they have over the last couple of years? But um, I feel a little bit better now. I like the four teams that they brought in. Would have would have maybe, you know, liked to see Memphis instead of Houston um, for a couple of reasons, mostly because I don't need another in-state competitor. Glad SMU got left out. Screw those guys. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But the, uh, the, the from a football standpoint and a basketball standpoint, I mean, this is going to be a super fun conference. It's going to be an entertaining conference. You've got great coaching, uh, great travel destinations, great facilities up and down the board. Um, you don't have everyone looking up to one team. I mean, this is legitimately going to be a – the conference is probably going to be up for grabs every single year. I mean, as long as Luke Fickle's at Cincinnati, you know, they're going to definitely be competitor. But – it's going to be fun that we all get to kind of play for a title every year. And it's not like you have to knock off, uh, you know, Goliath to do it anymore. So I'm excited for the football being played. I think that all of college football is going to be completely different by 2025. Anyways, I think you're looking at the SEC becoming kind of a minor league facility with kids majoring in professional sports. That's only around the corner. And so I don't know if any of this is going to matter, but uh, for however long we get, this new Big 12, I think it's going to be an absolute blast. And I can't wait to go to away games and in places like uh, BYU and, and Orlando and stuff like that. I think those are all going to be really fun destinations. And we have a long history with BYU, too. So as much as much problems as I have with some of their, their policies as a university, like that's a <laughs> fan base, that it's really, really fun to have a rivalry again. So, I, I mean, you want to travel to BYU? How much fun is that going to be? What are the beer no, lines like? So, what's the beer? Yeah. yeah, what's the liquor store sales on game day look like? So, so listen, as a working media member, I would never <laughs> ever partake prior to a game. As far as you're aware, now I have gone to a game in Morgantown, so we know how that goes. But yeah, um, but yeah, um, but Provo is. Um, I have never actually been, so it's one of the ones that I missed. When we were in the Mountain West, but. Uh, the stadium is absolutely gorgeous, you know, and you listen, we all, we all know it's, it's not much different than being in Texas with the Baptist. Like if you want something, you can find it. It exists. You just, you know, you just gotta be a little careful how you procure it. Right. Like right. that's how it goes. So, um, <laughs> 
So I, I think uh, uh, Provo is interesting, but it's, it's a really hospitable fan base for the most part. It's a beautiful city. I mean, when you talk about the picturesque venues across the country, Colorado, Air Force, BYU is, is right there with them for sure. Yeah, from our perspective, uh, the, the conference change, I think, is going to be – we've been through this before. You know, sure. we, we came yeah. from the Big East <laughs> where you were fighting Miami and, at the time, Virginia Tech because they were they were going through the Vic years. So you were dealing with the Miamis. Pittsburgh was in the top ten. So for West Virginia to win a conference championship, um, it, it did happen in 93, but you had to knock off Miami and, at the time, Boston College too. So – when they left, it opened the door, and West Virginia, I think, reeled off, what, four, six yeah. Big East championships at yeah. one point? So I'm looking forward to the change um, just for the fact that, like you said, the conference will be up for grabs. You're not having to bow down to Texas in their financial situation and then bow down to Oklahoma, um, mm-hmm. just, you know, fighting, you know, like you said, Goliath. You know, they're they're getting all the, the five-star kids, so – I think it's going to be an exciting football conference, but in reality, I think this is going to be an exceptional um, basketball conference. Yeah. Oh yeah. Basketball is going to be a blast, but just terrible news for TCU. Like football, this is great. Basketball, please don't make the conference harder. Like we're bad <laughs> enough as it stands. So, uh, you know, that's the last thing that we need, but I, but I'm, I'll, you know, just not to, not to deviate from the, from the point here, but, I do like what Jamie Dixon has done this year. Um, I think that Micah Peavy and Mike Miles are going to be a really fun duo. I don't know if we're going to be any good, but the last couple of years we've been bad and also not fun to watch this year. We might be bad, but fun to watch. And that, that to me is an improvement. We have a long history with Jamie Dixon. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> so I know this. At some point, he's going to have it going down there. He's just got to – it's got to come together for him. Um, he's a, he's a great basketball coach. He had he had Pitt rolling there for a mm-hmm. minute, um, and and those couple of times they they put it on us in Morgantown, which doesn't happen much. So um, I think well, we had good- that. We did have that one really amazing, phenomenal Big Monday game against. Uh, I think it was. I think you guys remember four or five. And TC won at home. And, and just the fact that Big Monday showed up in Fort Worth with such a sign. Like, there was a time when it looked like Jamie had it. But, you know, we I think 11 guys transferred out of the program this year. Like, that doesn't seem good. Ooh, no. Transfer portal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's a new era. But uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I do I, – I like Jamie Dixon a lot. And I'm a basketball coach, too. Um, obviously not a Division One one. But – um, so I feel like I know that game pretty, pretty well. And I do believe in what he's trying to do. Um, it's just going to be a matter of finding the right guys to do it. And if nothing else, you know, he's got three guys in the NBA. Um, TCU's had one person in the NBA through the 90s, the most recent Kenrich Williams. And, and now you've got Kenny Hustle, you've got Desmond Bain, and RJ Nemhard to sign a two-way contract. And so if nothing else, he's sending guys to the league. And if you do that, you'll start getting the right players. Absolutely. Well, let's get your prediction for Saturday. Where, where are you? What are you, you, are you know, frying where chicken? Am I? Like, that's such an existential <laughs> question um, <laughs> when it comes to TCU football. I'm terrified, you know, sad, um, not hopeless yet, but leaving that direction. Um, <laughs> I, I do think – I think if TCU does what it did Saturday night in Norman offensively against West Virginia, I think – that they can outscore them in a track meet, mm-hmm. um, especially if, if Zach Evans plays. Um, if TCU 
doesn't let it rip through the air, doesn't get the passing game going, and this turns into like a, you know, kind of what you guys did to Oklahoma and Norman. Uh, I don't like our odds. Mm. So I'm going to say homecoming, night game, my presence lifting their spirits clearly. Um, <laughs> all of these things come together, and TCU wins a kind of ugly, like, 31-24 comes down to a late turnover that CC's even finally gets a big stop and a big moment kind of a thing. Um, I don't feel confident saying that, but, but I, you know, as, as we've all admitted, it's okay to be a homer um, when yeah. you're covering your team. And so that's kind of my homer heart. And I'm like, I'm one in one on in-person games. And I swear if I finish this season on in-person games with a losing record, that I'm never coming to a CCU game again. So I'm going <laughs> to hope that they, uh, they do right by me and, and allow me to continue to uh, make it out to Fort Worth. I think I think all of the predictions I've heard all make sense, and they've been three different ones. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody really knows what to expect. I think um, I think what you're going to see is I think you're going to see a West Virginia team that's going to be um, able to probably stop the run, um, which is traditionally what West Virginia has been able to do. Um, you can probably get us over the top. Our defensive backs are uh, so-so. Yeah, they're so-so. But uh, running that's better than ours, ours yeah. are bad, so you got that going for you. But unfortunately, <laughs> we can't score, yeah. So we're, we're having a lot of trouble. We're starting a, a, so, a true sophomore, we've got a true freshman playing tackle for us. We're just young, we're super young. Um, so I, I don't, I, I still to this day do not know what to expect, which West Virginia team will show up. Let me tell you this. If you're struggling to score, the best recipe for that is getting to play the TCU defense. So um, <laughs> we'll now see. now that young offensive line, O'Shawn Mathis and Kari Coleman are going to have something to say to those guys. And O'Shawn was a beast against Oklahoma. So, so if they can get pressure on the quarterback, that defense, just like any defense, right? They look a heck of a lot better. But the linebacking core and the secondary have just been so inconsistent and mostly bad. Um, so I have a feeling that you'll get some points on the board Saturday night in Fort Worth for sure. You're predicting shootout, huh? Yeah. Shootout, hey, shootout for us shootout. is 31 points. So I, I'd yeah, be excited 30. to see a shootout, just some points being put on the board from West Virginia. Right. Yeah, you're you're gonna score. Like th- this is not the TCU defense of old. I can about promise you. You're if you don't score 20 on this defense, then then you need to have a long sit down chat with uh, Neil Brown because I think that you and I could could find eight other people go out and probably put 20 points up against this TCU defense. So we got, we know we got a good running back. So yeah. I think, I think we're in good shape, right? Yeah. We can run the ball. Yeah. We can. Well, no, <laughs> we have a running back. I don't know if we can run the football. All right. I, I don't know if you've seen the gaps that, that, uh, that opposing running backs have had to run through. Like legitimately I could pick up three yards. I think I'm, I'm relatively certain. <laughs> they're, they're giving up like six yards to carry. Like oh. when have you seen an, an, Power five team, let alone a Gary Patterson power five team, give up six yards to carry. It, it's it's complete and total insanity. Like it's just I the, one of the Oklahoma Sooner, um, one of the Crimson and Cream guys called it um, just like sad. Was like mm-hmm. this is just sad. This this version of a Gary, and I was like, yeah, it is because it's just so just completely out of left field for what I've watched over the last twenty years. It, it's unbelievable to me. It's absolutely unbelievable. Well, I'm looking forward to it. We've got a fundraising event that they've scheduled around the football game, so I'll be attending that. Um, and it's moved tonight, so it's it'll be 7:30 for us. So, okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it should be fun. It, it, the atmosphere should be good. It, 
it'll be entertaining. Like I said, these two teams seem to really enjoy playing each other. So um, I, I think hopefully it'll be a fun game. Hopefully it'll be an entertaining game. And, you know, at the end of the day, hopefully uh, the home team gets a win because we desperately need it. But I know y'all do too. So <laughs> well, Melissa- hope nobody gets hurt. That's the key. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us. And for our listeners, go over and check them out, Frogs of War. I follow them on Twitter. You get, where else can they find you guys? You can find me on Twitter at the Coach Melissa, um, And then, obviously, all my, all my stuff on Frogs of War. We have the Frogs of War podcast. And I also uh, write with one of our TCU student reporters. Um, we do a, a podcast as well called the Funky Frog Pod. It's part of the, the 1012 Network, which I'm sure a lot of uh, WU fans are familiar with as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Raspy Voice Kids, another podcast on oh, that yeah. network. I know that, that they're, they're pretty well-known guys. So uh, you can check us out over there, too. That's, that's, our, that's my boy, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys, they crack me up. Jeremy's a good dude. Yeah, so. they're, they're a hoot. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you taking the time. And um, and I'll, I, will, I will store your number, and if we don't score more than 20 points, I'll text you and say, I told you. Please do. <laughs> yeah. I, I Listen, I'm here for all of the smoke, good or bad. So you can bring it either way. And, and uh, yeah, maybe we can touch base again for basketball season and, and uh, see, see how that works out for us. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, Melissa, thank you so much. All right. Y'all have a good one. All right. Take care. Bye. Melissa there from the Frogs of War podcast. Um, I, do you, I go around and check out all I don't. the other ones. I don't. I follow them on Twitter. Uh, Iowa State has a good one, too. It's like Wide Right, Natty Right. Not Wide Right, Natty Light is the name of the show. <laughs> so they got some good stuff going on yeah. all over the conference. And then, of course, the, 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 the 10, 12, the Big 12 has like a network of podcasts Unfortunately, we're not a part of it. we're not part of the cool the cool group, but that's all right. Not yet. Not we'll, yet. we'll just do our own thing over here. But I appreciate her taking the time to uh, join us, and we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we'll give you our predictions for the game, and then also too, I want to remind you if you're looking for a great place to stay in Morgantown, swing by the website mountaineerfieldhouse.com. Check out Murph's Landing. It's about I don't know less than a mile from the stadium. Two bedrooms, three queen-size beds, one bathroom. Great place to rent for any time that you need to go to Morgantown, but it's especially great when you want a place to stay for a football game. So check that out, mountaineerfieldhouse.com. All right, we'll be back after this. Don't go anywhere. Oh, oh mama said, mama said, my mama said, mama said that. My mama said that. My mama, my mama. Mama said you ugly. Hey. At Warner Law Offices, the best part of our day is getting to hand a client a settlement check knowing we've helped them get on with their life. If you've been hurt in a car wreck or from a workplace injury, call us. I'm Bobby Warner, and I'm your lawyer. It's Mountaineer football season at Tony the Tailor. Tony the Tailor is the Valley's preeminent men's clothing store. Master Tailor Anthony Perizzino has assembled an extraordinary combination of world-renowned vendors and support staff with one goal in mind, to exceed your expectations. In addition to hand-tailored clothing, Tony the Tailor also sells quality WVU apparel from Johnny O to show your support for the Mountaineers. Use promo code LETSGO for 20% off WVU apparel at at bestmastertailor.com. Get more bank for your business with United Bank. Whether you'd like to start a business, purchase commercial real estate or equipment, United Bank can help. We support business development throughout our great state, making business and consumer loans and fueling opportunities. Small business owners' dreams come true and larger corporations grow. 
What can we do for your business? United Bank, West Virginia's bank. Proud to be united with the Mountaineers. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey, Mountaineers fans. This is Corey McIntyre. You're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Podcast presented by Salengo Law and produced in partnership with HD Media and the Charleston Gazette Mail. Make sure you uh, swing by the Gazette Mail website. Check out some of Ryan Pritt's stuff. He's going to be, he writes some good stuff. You know Ryan? Does the show with Brandon Lowe, Ryan Pritt. He's the beat nope. writer for WVU. Nope. He writes some good stuff. I like him better than Chuck Landon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for this guy. From my although, I'm, although I, I, not to even be funny, I, I was told this week that uh, maybe Chuck was having some medical issues. Oh, that's not good. Um, so, I mean, not to, like, switch gears. You know, Chuck was... Chuck was the, um, he was like the antagonist writer. He liked to write things to press people's buttons and get responses. Yeah, he started that whole. In my opinion, he was part of the reason that West Virginia Marshall turned into the quote rivalry that it is. Mm-hmm. In high school, we used to send him um, boxes of dirty underwear when he yeah. picked St. Almonds to lose. Oh yeah, <laughs> he did that all the time. He, he, I don't, I don't ever recall him picking St. Almonds to win. Of course, when I was in high school, it's probably rightfully so. I don't think they won a game my senior year. <laughs> Probably haven't won one since. Probably not. And they beat Capital last year. Once. First time ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other games yesterday around the Big 12. Who all played yesterday? Uh, TCU in Oklahoma. Rattler on the bench. Hmm. What do you boys think about that? They he, yeah he I mean again they if if they're number four team in the country we're we're we were the number five. And with this new quarterback, they look like the number four team in the country. If if Williams plays like that the rest of the season, I I mean that was incredible. He was like eighteen to twenty three for two ninety seven last night. I think he threw four touchdowns. He had sixty six rushing yards or something. The uh, the running back went over a hundred. They dropped fifty two. Now the defense form is becoming a concern because they gave up five hundred. I think it was a fifty two thirty one final, and TCU had a receiver that was very impressive. Here's the thing. When you put a talented quarterback around a team that's got talent, they're going to look good. Yeah. yeah. Like that, you couldn't plug that Williams kid in at West Virginia and he wouldn't do that. He, he might look, he might, he would probably look better than what we have because yeah. he's that much more talented. But, but I'm yeah, just saying, he's got talent around him. There's, there's five star offensive linemen. There's five star, there's five star receivers. There's five star running backs. There's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a different talent level. And then he rises to that occasion in that talent level. And they, yeah, they make you look better. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think Rattler – I texted you something and I maybe even retweeted something. You know, I, it wasn't confirmed, but there was some conversation about he may have went into the portal this week, and he, of course he didn't because he was there yesterday. But um, I think he'll finish out the season, then he'll probably go to LSU. You think LSU? I don't know where – I mean, I don't know where he'll go. I, he may even try to go pro. You never know. I mean, somebody might draft him. Uh, somebody had a backup, USC – what was the kid's name that backed up Matt Weiner? Started for the Patriots, was traded to the Chiefs. Yeah. Matt, no, didn't Matt Castle? Castle. Castle. He was drafted, and he didn't even play at USC. So somebody may still take a chance on Rattler. There's really not – it's not a strong quarterback class right now. And, I mean, if you can say get, like, a five-star talent out of high school as a sixth-round draft pick, you may take a chance on him. Yeah, why not? But I, he, he may end – there's probably – he's likely headed to the portal. I mean, I don't disagree. Um, Iowa State yesterday beat K State thirty three twenty. 
and then Kansas was Kansas. Forty-one fourteen. And you said it was. It was forty-one nothing. At one point, it was forty-one nothing. They scored two late touchdowns. They're just. They must just be dreadful. Just dreadful. I can't. I. I mean, they're just counting down the minutes till basketball. Well, they they can't wait. They probably won't. I mean, (laughs) seriously, Thanksgiving weekend isn't that the West Virginia Kansas game? Is it Thanksgiving? Is it isn't early it Thanksgiving, this year? It, it, isn't it Friday, the, th- the day after Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving 20th, weekend? The 20th? It's like the, third, like the 29th. Hmm. But anyways, if it's that weekend, there seriously might not be 10,000 people at that game. <laughs> oh, you, oh, the football game. Yeah, the football game, the football game. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. There might not be 10,000 at that game. No. There and really there, might not. There won't be any West Virginia fans there either. It's what, I mean, it might be, you know, that – I mean, they must be really bad. And I'll tell you, I'm going to touch on Iowa State. Because they're doing exactly what they've what they've done, they look like a completely different team. All of a sudden, they're starting to play well. They look, they seriously, they look like one of the better teams in the Big Twelve now. They look a completely different team. That running back is phenomenal, man. He first played a game yard. Yep, like wow. I mean, he he's big time. He, yep. he's he's big time. And uh, just just watch just watching, um, um, you know, going back to that that Oklahoma game. That that cat. If he comes, if he comes to West Virginia, he's gonna he's be gonna good. make a difference. He, yeah, he's he will make a difference. That I mean, he's he's good, man. Man, I don't know. I how mean, many, think about I, this. how many yards got, you throw for when you're on your back. That's well. See, that's the thing. He's going. I agree with that. He's going to make a difference, like Avon saying. I'm not disagreeing with that, but it's not going to look like what it looks like at Oklahoma because right, the right. talent level isn't as high at WVU. Right. He's he's good though. <laughs> I mean, that can't, he I mean, he, good. he's got a Heisman. He put a Heisman on the bench, like. But but then I heard something the other That's day. Why they need to stop that preseason Heisman talk. But but think about this, man. You, you know, uh, uh, I, I can't. His name is it Riley. Is that the name of the coach? Lincoln Riley. Yeah. No, that Lincoln that, Riley. Yeah. Lincoln Riley put a Heisman on the bench, and you know we're still in the, in a situation with our quarterback situation. Like, are we going to play this young guy? Are we yeah. not going to play this young Who guy? Who would have thought Spencer Rattler would have hit the bench before De- uh, Jared Davey? Well, here's the other thing too. Like you're talking about Riley. That's the thing. That's coaches' jobs. Play your best players. Does Clemson have a national champion? A national championship if Trevor Lawrence sits the bench for Kelly Bryant? Because I don't think they do. Heck no. They don't win the national championship. He benched Bryant. Remember, it was like fourth or fifth game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bryant ended up at Missouri, but. Clemson went on to win the national championship. You play your best players. If the kid's clearly better than Rattler, you play him. I mean, and, and right now, for what we've seen, this small sample size, he's better than Rattler for what, from what we've seen. We well, shall this see. Year. This, that's what I'm saying. From what we've seen so far, he's better. You know I how mean, this plays out. All you need is a little bit of tape. Yep. Well, yeah, and that's what well, happens. Like, he's getting you. Them first, them first two games, they don't know how to prepare for you. And then they're going to figure out, oh, he doesn't read this well. Oh, look at him. Look how he mm-hmm. passed his feet when he – and they, then, and then he the thing move is, is well left. He the five star quarterback that's coming in next year, the students are going to be yelling for him in game one <laughs> next year. <laughs> He's better than this guy. It's I mean, it's just cycle. it's a vicious cycle. I mean, but think about that quarterback. He just got like two million dollars. Like, and you know what? I thought about that. Their, their quarterback, um, was Rattler. Rattler. He people don't respond well when they get paid. Like a lot of people, two. they they get they they just lose that hunger. Like, man, I got two million dollars. Like. It's, 
Uh, yeah, somebody I, said two point seven million. Like I'm, I don't, you know, my life is set. Like I mean, you make two million dollars, you you put that in the bank, you get four percent off of that. You making well, I mean, forty eighty thousand dollars a year, and even and not ever touching it again. I was gonna say even if he even if he doesn't like even if he doesn't like say put it in the bank or whatever, he still has say say he spent seven hundred thousand of it. He still got two million dollars to fall back on. You can work any everyday job right. with two million dollars in the bank, and you're going to be fine. I mean, like you said, his life is if he's smart, his life is be. somewhat set. Should be, yeah. should be, and, and that's the thing. Like when people get money, they don't. They don't perform the same way. Like you, it's it's rare um, that you find a, a guy that gets paid and he goes out and has a great year because you know at, uh, it's it's it's, I, it's it's far in between guys. But I mean, but he he's he's looking at himself like, look, <laughs> you put me on a bench. I got two million. If like you, if you I ain't go, even got to go to the league and I'm good. If mm-hmm. you go to the pros, if you go to the pros and you look, if you go look, it doesn't matter what position, what player, who it is, or anything. When a player uh, in any sport, in any sport, I don't care if it's baseball, fat, fat, <laughs> baseball, football, basketball, any of those sports, when the player is in a contract year, oh, they, they generally play. have their biggest year. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> right. they know they got to go know get that money. Get yep, it's payday. It's right. It's and payday. And next year, what happens? They don't care. <laughs> I got that brand. Especially the guaranteed money, guys. That, you know, that NFL money is not all 100% guaranteed. Uh, but still, you're getting, they, they guarantee a lot of it now. Like, I mean, phew. I just couldn't imagine getting that kind of money. Like, what is? Why is Tom Brady still playing? What the hell is he doing? He likes to play. He likes to play. I mean, you, you, that's the difference. Like when you find guys that love the game, that just love to play the game for for what it's worth. Money, you know, they gonna make all the money because they gonna play it with their heart. And you know, that guy, I'm telling you, he got paid and he just chilled. Like yeah, you might be right. I mean, you really. I mean, that's. I believe that to to an extent. I believe that. You've been in the locker room before, and so you know the NFL. You don't get twenty six paychecks. No, no, it's all season. Right, like it's, you just get it so, during the season. Yeah, so you get all a big, big, fat paycheck. Mm-hmm. Like was it Monday morning after yeah. the games? After basically, well, Tuesday. Um, so when you when you open up a check like. Could you imagine like those guys that are making six, seven million dollars, and they open up a check and it's like four hundred thousand, <laughs> bro? So I had, um, you know, God rest his soul, um, uh, Charles Rogers, oh. and uh, you know he got fourteen million to sign. When I seen his check, I said, "Oh my god, that's what I make." It's what will make for it, a year. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, it's it's more than I'll make in probably ten years. Mm-hmm. He had. A che- and, and, and the crazy thing back then, they, they, direct deposit wasn't really a thing, which is, you know, that's yeah, what I'm that's dating a, myself. Yeah. So, so we got checks. This cat's check was like $300,000. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I mean, that's after taxes. Yeah. Like, that's like, yeah. oh, my gosh. And then that was that was the first that was the first check. Then he was like, yeah, I got another I got another 50000 right here. I'm like. What the hell? What were you doing? Like, how did get? What the? What the, the, I couldn't even speak. Like, yeah, I, remember, well, I remember David telling me a story like that. Said he was walking and just happened to start having a conversation with Jerome Bettis, and his check was outside of the envelope, and he saw what the numbers were. on ridiculous. It. You know, Bettis was getting paid when David was there. You know, yeah. he was there with Heinz uh, Ward and those guys, and um, it was like three hundred thirty thousand dollars or something crazy like that on, on one one week paycheck. That's I'll, a week. I'll ask this too. You're talking about Rattler having two point seven million dollars. 
any chance if you were in that locker room that wouldn't piss you off a little bit? You know what? It, it it would, but I mean, he's a starting quarterback, so you can't really you you can't really be too upset about it. But but you know, it would piss me off because I'm you know I'm a five star or whatever, and I'm like, well, you know, where's my deal? Like? Well, I mean, like, it, and this is just an offensive defensive lineman. Those t- those guys that play up front, usually they're they're afterthoughts, but they're like obviously one of the most important parts of the game. They're usually afterthoughts. They're out there blocking for him as an offensive lineman. It's he's he's going to bless them. Like, oh, you, they, hope, they've already been blessed. Okay, I promise okay, you. Okay, okay. He got $2 million. They They all got Rolexes or something. something. He, he bought them something okay. to say, look, you know, yeah. I love you guys. Yeah, you I would Make hope. me look good. I would hope. Yeah. You would have to. Yeah, that's how I just – I mean, you know, it's just one of those things, though. I look at that 2.7 like Avon's talking about. I mean, if I'm a player on that team busting my butt – I mean, it might, you know, and he's kind of a jerk about it. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how the kid is. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to say that. But, I mean, like, if he, you know. I did see with a young lady from Connecticut, the basketball player, she's fit to make, like, $2 million this year. Stewart? Yeah. She's supposed to be, like, she's one of the best players that's ever played college basketball, I think. Like, yeah. women. Which one, the little skinny girl? Mm-hmm. Brianna Stewart, I think yeah. her name. Long ponytail? Yeah. She's looking to make in $2 million this year. That's probably more she's going to make in the, in yeah. the WNBA. I don't, yeah, I don't think they make very – well, I mean, it, I say not very much, but I think they get about 200000 It's It's right. really it's really skewed in that league. Yeah. The, the the Sue Birds, but, you know, the other girls or women – not girls, but women, they don't yeah. – you know, that's why they still go – some of them still go overseas See, and play. Yeah. They get that money over there. They, pay, they get paid and a lot more to play overseas. You know, they don't get any taxes taken out either. Yep. So, yep. so that's just straight cash. Yep. And they get, you know, living expenses. They get, you know, they get the whole nine. So, you know, Yelena Yachenko, you remember, remember yeah, her? Yeah, yeah. She's still playing 20 years later. Wow. Still playing pro ball. She's seven foot tall. Oh, okay. You know, I she mean, as long own. as she's healthy, she, yeah. she's got a spot. Yeah, that money, man. I mean, you'll see, like, I'm telling you, man, when people get paid, like, their drive to, to win is just lessened. And, I mean, when I played and, and you've seen the guys that got paid, like they they didn't they didn't work as hard. Like I I love I love Charlie, but he didn't his two his fourteen million that he got to sign. You know he was a great athlete, but I mean I don't know for me if I'd have got fourteen million, like I I would have been eating that playbook, playing for the next check. I mean from the beginning, like from the beginning, and and you know he he didn't he didn't do that. Like he didn't, and I was talking to Phil Brackton, um, our, uh, receiver that I played with. I'm like, bro, you, I mean. Talented wise, I don't know. I don't know. If Phil was, uh, you know, I don't. Phil definitely wasn't as fast as he was, but as far as like route running, work ethic, you know, he had all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, you come up here and play right now. Like these cats, lazy, isn't it? It's amazing how literally two tenths of a second makes a difference whether they even want to bring <laughs> you into a camp. Or not. Absolutely, no. That's that's real talk. That's real yeah. talk. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, are you not? Are you telling me right now? That Sean Foreman could not have been a great possession receiver. I mean, he would have been, and he never really got a shot because he was he four ran like seven. a four seven. Yeah, the four seven to four five. I mean, I don't understand. Let me say this: I don't understand anything about pro football, like how they go about the draft and the combine and everything. They're out there running without pads, first of all. Now, I'm sure if a guy's blazing speed, you're going to see it either way. You're going to mm. see it whether he's in pads or not. I mean, to me, that them out there running around with just shorts and T-shirts on doing stuff, is I, I don't see how you get anything other than their footwork, right. which obviously that's important. But if, but if I'm looking at a guy that, say, plays in the SEC and he dominates, 
I'm probably going to draft that guy just because of college production. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're looking at. The Raiders used to do wild stuff. They would take – like, remember they took Darius Haywood well, – They would Bay? just draft the fastest player. And he was – was, was he from? Too. Yeah, he's yeah. from Maryland. Yep. Well, I mean, DK Metcalf, if you look at him, he dominated – well, he didn't dominate, but he had great games at Ole Miss. So did A.J. Brown. They both get drafted in the second round. Well, I mean, anybody that watched college football knew that those two guys were probably going to be pretty good pros. They're huge. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can't teach six four and fast. <laughs> That's pretty am- – I mean, so so – uh, again, man, I I just that just that just I really I really wish there was there was something that would flip the switch to make the game better when people got paid as opposed to when you know because everybody in college you could tell they hungry now now everybody's getting paid it's a that's, little bit different that's yeah I mean I, I'm I'm to that point like I'm concerned of what it's going to look like going forward because. Like it doesn't even look like Rattler cared yesterday. He was just sitting over there on the bench. He didn't look like he two cared. million dollars. I, like, two I million don't give a damn. If somebody, if somebody came to me and was like, "Hey, we'll give you two million dollars to sit the bench," I'd be like, oh, "Okay, cool. Let me go get a Gatorade. I'm gonna sit over I there." I think he cares, but I mean, what's he supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, pout. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not. Well, no, I mean, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. Like, it just didn't look like it looked like he was just kind of over there, just whatever. I mean, because he's got he's got options and he has money. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I mean, if but, you're stuck in a situation. It's your junior year, and you and you're not getting nil money, and you got some freshman that takes your position halfway through your junior year. Then you got to transfer and sit just to play a senior year. You don't have to sit anymore though. But I'm That's just saying, a, yeah. oh, it yeah. changes the. Yeah. Pers- they have options. The portal, the portal's gonna be hit heavy every year. Yeah, every year there's gonna be guys in that. Well, portal. There was, there's already guys. I mean, there was a four star kid from Florida State hit the portal this it's, week. It's just gonna it's it's just gonna be massive every but year. I, I don't know. I, I I'm just. I, I would if I was a coach or a parent of a, one of these kids, but you never know what type of people they have around them. Um, right. You know, hopefully they've got the right people around them. What a lot of these kids that hit the portal don't play, don't come back up. I hate to say it, but we had we just saw it. we were talking about it the other day. He's he's out for the year now. He transferred from WVU to Georgia. He never played. And now he's out for the year. He was an All-American at WVU. Now he's an afterthought. He doesn't even play for Georgia. He's on, and he tore his ACL in practice. He's done for the year. He, yeah, he was like second or third string. Tyke Smith. Yeah. Wow. T- transferred from WVU. I think what he, he was all-conference anyway. Yeah. And now he, and, and he didn't even play at Georgia. Tore his ACL in practice the other day, and he's done. I mean, you have to be careful of what you're doing. Like, I understand to an extent, but if you're playing a lot and things are going well for you, why wouldn't you stick in that situation? Better opportunity. I mean, think about it, bro. You go down there. It's. It's. I mean, I love WVU, but if I can go play at Georgia, where I'm going to go against, you know, the the the. Well, not in my day. I'm. You know, my day. We're playing against the the best of the best. You know, but they're not. You know, the competition. Just you know, you you said all the time. If I can go to if I can go to SEC as opposed to going to anywhere else, my, I'm gonna get more looks because I'm playing against better competition. But, but at the same time, here, the, my take like I understand that. But at the same time, here's the take on that: all the kids go to the same five schools anyway. If you're good enough, they will find you. There is a kid that right, played. Huh? That's what I'm saying. They're playing. The kid at State was in the NFL last year that played for West Virginia State. There was a kid from UC in the NFL right now. I can't mm-hmm. remember. He's a wide receiver. They will find you no matter where you go. And, I mean, if you're already starting at a major Power 5 school, you might want to hang in there, especially when you're an all-conference player yeah, instead not, of transferring. It's not like WV's never put corners in the league. And it's not like he's going to yeah. sit the bench. He, he wasn't going <laughs> to sit started, the bench. Yeah. He was going to start. Well, you ha- that's why you bad, have to – Bad business decision. You have to – yeah, exactly. You have to scout 
um, the roster. Just going to Georgia sounds like a great thing until you look at that roster and go, oh, they got six more just like me there. And, th- and that comes back to this point. If I'm, a, if I'm a high school senior right now and I'm a five-star quarterback and I look at Oklahoma and I say, man, I can go to Oklahoma. Well, they have five-star Rattler, five-star Williams. Do you really want to go in there and sit? Because that's what you're probably going to do. Yeah. And I then mean, get and, mad after a year. And, yeah, and then get mad after a year and transfer. That's why, that's, why a lot, that's why a lot of guys transfer is because they feel like they want to play right now. And, you know, I, being, getting hurt sometimes is a blessing because, you you know, I came into WVU hurt and, you know, and I had Amos in front of me, so I wasn't even tripping. I'm like, man, this dude is baby Barry Sanders. I'm, I'm cool with listening. I mean, listening and learning from him. Um, but – you know, guys, guys come in and they just think, you know, I'm gonna. You see him at the at the All Star games. Uh, you know, I'm I'm I'm. Uh, my name is Avon Coburn, and I'm committed to uh, the University of Alabama for the next three years. Like, really? Three, three years. years? Yeah, that's, that's what, what they, they say. say. Yeah, that's he's what right they say, for the next because, three years because they think they're going to go pro after three years, and things change. It is a completely different ball game, and and that's why you see so many five star players. And I say five star because the five star kids do that in half the time because they flame out. Well, they that, don't even play. That just says to me they don't have the right people around them. I mean, they, I, they just don't. They don't have the right people around them because you. First of all, I'm not sending unless they have a senior running back and no other backs, one other, two other backs in that room that are. I'm not going to Alabama. Look at look at. Hang on, this is Ohio State. I, I mean, I'm just telling my son. Listen, I know you want to flex on TV and at the All Star game, but this is not the best decision for you, right? Because you've got to now go compete against six other guys like you, but you can go to USC. They only have two other guys like you. You could go to Penn State. Their guys going to the league next year. They only have two other guys in that room. I mean, this is Ohio's are getting bad advice. Ohio State. They have Chris Olave at wide receiver. He's going to be a first-round pick. They have Garrett Wilson at wide receiver. He's going to be a first-round pick. They have a hyphenated – I'm not sure of his name, but he's he's coming on very strong. They had the number one receiver in the country from the 2020 class named Julian Fleming. Number one for Alabama. Transferred out of Ohio State. He's Alabama's number one receiver. That's how many wide receivers Ohio State had. What are you doing if you're a wide receiver? Why would you even go to Ohio State? Right. <laughs> I mean, and like Ann said, you you got to be smart with if, – yeah. if you – you know, when you decide to go to a place, it can't. You know, it can't be because you know I got a good chance to go to the league. Because if you don't play, you ain't going nowhere. That's yeah. exactly. You know what I mean? You got to You got to make sure that you look at it and say, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go play. You know, I'm gonna go play for for uh, WVU for the next three years. You know, what and I, mean? I hate it for the kids. I even when I see them transfer, I always like I'll see them transfer out of West Virginia, and then I'll go and look up their rivals and their scout, like and yeah. see the offers. Yeah, and usually they jumped at West Virginia because it was the their biggest, biggest name offer on the list yep. when they would have been better served going ahead and going to Toledo or even, you know, Old Dominion. I, like, you know I, what's wrong what's wrong with a with a FCS or even a Division Two scholarship? You're still getting a full scholarship from one of these schools and there is absolutely nothing what ninety ninety seven percent of the population doesn't get a scholarship. I mean you're still one of three percent of the people. Right. I mean think about that. Cause they're not the people. People they want to go make money. They it's not about education. You know what I mean. And yeah. and again, I, I I was I was I think I'm an exception because I went there with a torn ACL. It wasn't torn. I was you know repaired. But yeah. I went there like okay, well I'm, I'm gonna get me a degree. Like that's the re- and if, if I get a chance to play, okay, cool. You yeah. know what I mean. 
I didn't even, I didn't even, you know, my mindset was okay if I get to play, you know. And then when I got up there, it was like I got competitive. Like, hold on, shit, I, I should be playing. Like, you know what I mean. But at the same time, it was like my mindset going there was okay. You know, I got, I got blessed. I'm, I'm actually gonna, you know, be able to get a degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Situations got to work out right too. Because think about this, um, you know, Amos left his junior year, right. And you would have had to sit another year. Imagine sitting two straight years. You would have probably carried the ball a few times. Right. But what if? But what if uh, um, Curtis Keaton would have stayed? Then there's another guy in the room. What if? Um, you know, Alvin Swoop would have yeah, stayed. Yeah, there was there was a couple guys that transferred out there. You like see what 90s. I'm saying? Like your situation may have I mean, totally been different. I, I was I was I mean, for me it wasn't even I, I didn't even care about any of that because I didn't even think I was going to play anyway. Well, I'm just he saying had, how it's just amazing how things work. Oh, it's, yeah. it's yeah. amazing. Amos leaves. Those guys are no longer there. And it's like it's, it's wide then, open. Yeah, freshman year, up, you're the man. Let me say this. It's amazing how his thought process is because he had the thought process of I'm coming in and I'm getting a degree no matter what, which in my opinion is 100,000% the right process because or the right thought process because only how many percentage of these kids actually end up in the NFL or whatever I'm, league I'm, they're going to. I'm going to be honest with you, Derek. I'm going to cut you off right there. If I came in healthy – <laughs> that wouldn't have been my mind. Well, but you, but you, but you came, but you came in. But I'm just saying though, the way you came in with your thought process, right? Because there's kids that come in, and I'm not knocking the kids, but they come in as walk-ons that are never even going to play, and they think they're going to the NFL, and that's just not going to happen. I mean, just being realistic. True. The best story and, you tell is about Adam Williams. Oh man, team. I mean, he had a you know this guy told me a story. He thought he played, he coached for Salem. He said all 14 of his kids, 15 of his kids, even as walk-on. Well, I'm gonna play in the NBA, coach. No, you're not. <laughs> you're a Salem. I mean, Adam played at Kentucky. Think about the difference between Kentucky and Salem, and that's the problem with the thought process of some of these kids growing up is they all think they're going pro now when they're not, and it's fine to have confidence and be confident in yourself. And, and a dream. You don't and, want to yeah, be a dream killer. I mean, you know, but the realistic take is I'm going to go to school. Whether I play or not, I'm going to bust my butt. I'm going to get a degree. It's going to be free, and then I'm going to have this degree that I can fall back on. I don't care what it's in. It's just – you know that's the thought process some people need to have. I think that's what it, that's what it was before, and the, the money became an issue. And the NCAA—that's where I was going. The NCAA mm-hmm. has made it all about money, right. so it's taken that thought process out the window. Right. Yeah. It, it's Some about money. Too. It's about money. Yeah. I actually like these off weeks because I like literally not having a piece of paper in front of me. <laughs> well, we'll just probably have, we'll probably have one next Sunday. Yeah. Who knows what it's going to say? It's going to say WVU wins. Sons of bitches. It's going to be inconsistent. <laughs> I hope so. Speaking of, let's get into that because we've gone super long. Let's see. West Virginia, TCU, 730. Is that a ESPNU? ESPNU. All right, Derek. You watched TCU yesterday. How is your confidence level with what the Mountaineers? Well, see, the thing is, is I have no idea because I have no idea which WVU team is going to show up. I mean, we have like 17 teams. We've played six <laughs> games, and there's like 17 teams that could possibly show up. <laughs> Schizophrenia. So, but I'll tell you, I was impressed with TCU's offense last night. I know it was Oklahoma, but they put up 500 yards. They put up 31 points. They had a wide receiver that really, really looked good. I can't remember his name. He had like seven catches, three touchdown catches, and he took one. He mossed a couple of dudes. on the Like he mossed a guy in the end zone and mossed a guy on the sidelines. He looked really good. He's a big dude, too. Uh, I mean, you know, TCU defensively doesn't look all that strong, but who knows? They've lost to SMU. They're a little bit inconsistent as well. So it'll be interesting to see which teams show up. But the home field advantage 
Has WVU won a road game since 2019? I can't think of one they've won. I don't think I don't, Neil Brown hasn't won. A road no, game. That's since tw- 2019 was yeah. the last road yeah, win. They that's won the, at TCU, I believe. That was the last road win, the last game of the season that year. So I mean, you know, it's it's on the road. I just but what a ball game too. Right. Yeah, not feeling confident, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not feeling confident. I think TC, I think TCU will win. I don't know what the score is going to be. I mean, it could be anywhere from 20 to 13 to. 37-28 or something like that. I think TCU is going to win until West Virginia proves otherwise that they can win a road game. Not so fast, my friend. No, don't turn me down. Don't turn me down. Don't turn me down. This week, I mean, we had a bye week, man. We had a bye week to think about everything that we was that we did wrong and everything that we did right. And we have an opportunity now to, to state claims to, to who we want to be. I mean, we got what? Seven games left? Eight games left? Six. Six two, games left? Two and four. Two and four, six. Okay, 12, yeah. <laughs> so we got we got six games left to go. And, I mean, we got some tough games ahead of us. And, you know, this game, in my opinion, this is one of the games that I, that I had us winning um, in, in, the, in the beginning of the season um, to get us to the bowl game. Um, and, uh, you know, we got an opportunity to go down there and, and play. I mean, we always played them pretty good, so – I feel like I feel like we're gonna we're gonna win this game, and again we, I just don't know what we're gonna do at quarterback. That's kind of my only thing. I don't know how we're gonna how we're gonna move the ball, um, offensive line. I mean, I, I I can see Letty getting off, getting a big run, and then you know sputtering from like like we do. <laughs> um, but I, I say I say we win because our defense our defense when we play well, they had a week off. They're, they're gonna they're gonna be um, to the to the point where they're back they're back a little bit fresh. They got some they get their legs back. Um, I, I say WVU twenty four, uh, TCU seventeen. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so I like it's coming off of a bye week. I think they're going to make some changes in the in the. They're going to make some changes. They're going to start to experiment with some things. Um, defensively, West Virginia has been fine, although they came out flat the last few weeks. Um, but but as a whole. They've only gave up what seventeen and nineteen or something like that. I mean, that, so they're give, they're not outside put, of be, outside of the Baylor game. They've played well enough to win the defense. They've played well enough to win every game outside right. of the Baylor game. Yeah, they they got mowed um, like it's Baylor. But in general, the losses they haven't gave up a lot of points. It's just getting the offense right. So I think you're going to see the defense perform well. But the key to the game. And the key that could be the, the one thing that could be the the key to victory for West Virginia is the turnover game. They've got to start getting some turnovers. If they, well, that's the thing. It, they've you lose the turnover battle, you generally lose the game. You, I mean, but they, we we've not. No, they don't generate. There's no turnovers. I we mean, we got to start knocking the ball out. You know something. We got to do something. Yes. So I don't know. Um, I like the week off. I don't know what team's going to show up. But we're due for a road win. It's, I, I like West Virginia. It's, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a winnable game. I just have no idea what's going to happen. This is the game that I actually had as a win. I had as a win preseason. But I, now, I, I, I mean, I just I don't know what to expect from West Virginia. I had Baylor as a loss, and I have TCU as a win. So, I'm going to stick to that. Yeah, well, don't, 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 don't do us any favors, Michigan guy over there. <laughs> He's a Bo Beckler man. Uh, All right, guys. Thanks for t- checking out the da- or downloading the Touchdown City podcast. And don't forget, swing by touchdowncity.com to pick up any merchandise if you'd like to support the show. We've got some cool shirts over there. 
And also, you can go over there and get your Horns Down shirt just in time for the Texas-West Virginia game. And um, thanks for downloading the show. Make sure you hit subscribe. And uh, we'll see you next week, hopefully, singing Country Road. Thanks. The Touchdown City Podcast is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media, the Charleston Gazette-Mail. Get your Touchdown City podcast merchandise by visiting touchdowncity.com.